how about you guys on your way up to the Michigan spot detour to the Minnesota State Fair and then roundabout back to Michigan? It's on the way. Totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Totally. If you if you take a ferry, if you go up to Michigan, mm. then take a ferry from Michigan to yep. Minnesota, it's almost the Pythagorean theorem. Yes. If if you fellas are on board with that, like it's just the shortest distance, basically. Yes. And then so you get to Minnesota and then come back around to Michigan. You can go duck boat, one of those boats that have the, the wheels on the bottom. Mm. So once you get up on land, you can then continue on to the Minnesota State Fair, where conveniently they have duck boat parking because it's fucking Minnesota and yep. duck boats are just everywhere. Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago, coming at you from Minnesota. We're going to be talking soccer, talking life, playing games, playing mind games. we got a little something for you. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, at Footy Fellas Pod, F-O-O-T-Y, Fellas Pod. Today, we are hitting all the major news, all the leagues, the weather's blues, and NWSL, MLS, and Euro Intrigue. Also, strawberries? Question mark? How are you, lads? I'm I'm eager to learn all about these things you've highlighted. They feel do they feel random or they feel connected in some way? A little interconnected, but also also I'm just excited because it's it's I'm hanging out with my boys. I'm stoked. Uh, especially stoked that we got a, a little live stream under our belts and the weekend was great. It's it's all it's just been great recently, so I'm excited. That's lovely. Yeah, good vibes to start the pod today. I didn't realize how good you guys were because you've just been trashing me for the past hour before we started recording. But hey, I'm glad that for all of our fops, you can like put on a nice face and like smile for them. We feel better when you feel worse. It's kind of a there's a there's a there's a finite amount of energy, right? It's a theory the of relativity, exactly. Kind of thing. And as it's depleted from you, it is increased in us. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully, that's... you can pass it along to some of our listeners if you're willing to. Eh. Maybe a couple. Okay. A couple we can thousand, share a little bit. <laughs> a couple million. Icy's willing to share. We'll dabble. How about we start with the weather? How about we start with the weather? Because that was the craziest part of my weekend experience was in Chicago. We had a pretty serious thunderstorm yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you speak to that as well from the Michigan perspective, Jones, where you were. Icy, we're going to come to you last because I, I think you had a different weekend experience. Wait, was strawberry picking Friday or Saturday? It was Saturday. It was Saturday. Okay, this makes the story even better. So three completely different worlds, three connected states. So here, it was there was a thunderstorm, and nowhere more present than at the NWSL game, Louisville, Chicago Red Stars, just sheets of rain coming down. And they were warming up. They were having some fun with it, but just so much rain coming down. Then you have on the West Coast a heat wave on that same day with Portland uh, playing Minnesota at night. And it was like 108 degrees at 10 o'clock at night, which is crazy. One of the hottest recorded games there for Portland. In Chicago, there was a tornado warning, hurricane warnings. And during the Italy game, the Italy broadcast of Euro 2020, 
they kept cutting back and forth between the Italy game and between the broadcasters. And the broadcasters really, the weather weather casters, sorry, the weathermen, really wanted their spot in the, in the spotlight, their yes. time to shine. Yes. And they kept getting pulled. They're like, we are so sorry. We need to go back to the game. And I was like, who are you sorry for? <laughs> like I turned on to watch the game and they right. were like, we are so sorry because they take it seriously, which I respect. So let's talk about each of our perspectives. Icy has the wildest by far. I just kind of mentioned mine in Chicago watching the Italy game. Jones, what was it like in Michigan? In Michigan, uh, so we were going up to a friend's, um, um, I guess, like, you know, second home in, in Michigan, little little lakeside home. And um, and so it's not this big, sturdy, uh, robust um, building per se. Um, and it's very much tucked into some wooded area. So when it's windy and it's raining, you get you get to see and feel all of the elements. And it was intense. Um, the power went out for a brief moment while while the game was on, and uh, and then when it came back on, uh, we were greeted with um, you know poor man's weatherman based out of South Bend, Indiana. There was no split screen thing with them in the Italy game. It was just him and in his cheap cheap little suit that he was wearing. And stumbling through, explaining velocity, how that works to us, and um, and it was kind of it was painful to to watch, and we just gave up on the game um, because they would never go back. And we're all, and we're nowhere near South Bend, Indiana, by the way. It was just local television, and that's what they they put on. So a little bit angry, but otherwise, weather wise, we were fine. All was well. It was pretty cool to watch the storms. We played board games instead. Um, so uh, six out of ten rating for me. Now I see. What were you doing while this tornado was upon us? <laughs> so in Afton, Minnesota, I ventured Saturday morning with a good friend, Grant, to go strawberry picking, which was a first for myself. And unlike Chicago and Michigan, there were no tornado warnings. However, the skies were gray, a little ominous. And look, it's just my luck that the small sliver of rain at 9 30 10 a.m in the morning around the entire twin cities is right over afton uh but fortunately grant and i had picked three pounds each of strawberries and the rain started coming it started coming hard we (laughs) jogged over to our car got in and um yeah got out it was it was quite nice. It actually worked out really well. The, the timeline, Mother Nature was like, all right, time to go. You pack enough strawberry pick and get out. And it was it was perfect. Uh, the day itself was a bit cloudy, but I would say across the country, we, we had just cloudy weather and a little more temperate than what, uh, Eli, what you were talking about in the Northwest, where it was a heat wave. It makes me feel a little bit better that you got touched with some rain pellets because I thought I'm just picturing you having this beautiful day, strawberry picking, the sun is shining and the birds are chirping. But at least at least you had some it hampered you in some way. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Eli. Yes, thank you. The the rain did hamper me a little bit. What did you end up doing with those strawberries? What was the, the next phase for those? Yes. So me and my limited culinary skills attempted to make a a dulce de leche strawberry tart wow which was semi-disastrous i would say now maybe this is me being a little too harsh but dulce dulce de leche which i've said a million times this weekend and i've never ever pronounced those words together before but just means sweet milk really uh in spanish and it's kind of like a caramelized thing 
and I wasn't going to make it because making caramel just takes a long time. It's very, it's kind of labor intensive. And so I went to buy it at the store, couldn't find it at the store, just spent way too long. And I ended up getting something that wasn't really <laughs> the right thing. And to top it off, as I was making my whipped cream for the tart, uh, Maddie politely just told me that I was using the wrong uh, whisk in my, uh, I wasn't using the whisk top in my uh, automatic mixer thing because I don't use the mixer very often. And so I was like, I'll just whip this whipped cream up, no problem with <laughs> some paddle thing that it came with. And I just looked like a fool. So the taste was okay. The presentation was terrible. Oh, don't don't be. Hey, the, the you know what? Baking's hard. I feel like I feel like you put the effort out there. I bet I bet the strawberry component was delicious, though. It sure was. Yes, mm. you can taste the difference. Yeah, the fresh strawberries are just that much fresher. Oh, it's it's a game changer. I mean, I think yeah, you can't really ever go back to grocery store strawberries after eating some local hand picked ones. It's that different that much better strawberry picking or blueberry picking Ooh, i've never gone blueberry picking raspberry picking is what i've done um i would love to go blueberry picking i do love blueberries probably more than than strawberries so i would love to go blueberry picking jones your favorite kind of picking besides your nose nice um <laughs> probably butt picking top 10 um right next to apple picking um i haven't really done much picking now that I think about it, uh, pumpkin picking Does that count. Like I'm on a pumpkin patch and I'm using my finger to point at a pumpkin and I pick that one. You go, give me that one now. I want it. And I want it now. <laughs> wow. Sounds like a fun time. Sounds like you guys were not only children. So I got <laughs> what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Who'd you go with to the pumpkin patch? Jordan Pickford? No, because... He has no hands. He'd drop it. Oh, <laughs> he's been pretty good for England. All right, let's get into it. How about we talk soccer, Icy? Please, the floor is yours with that one. Woo! You know my thoughts about Pickford. Yo, F that guy. He he killed Virgil van Dyke's season. Pickford should have gotten a red card. I dislike Virgil a lot. Or Virgil. Pickford, whatever. Whoever his name is, you know. England will lose against Germany on Tuesday. You heard it here first. Go off. Go off, Strawberry King. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You still have the Netherlands going all the way, right? <laughs> Yo, I had them losing to France, though, boy. <laughs> tough, tough Dude, game. Dude, Netherlands, Netherlands is so garbage. Gosh darn it. I'm so mad I picked them. <laughs> they they weren't. Well, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get to Euros. We'll get to Euros. We're saving that for last. We've been consuming a lot of Euros. There is a couple of American leagues, though, that we want to touch on quickly because the NWSL is heating up. The Orlando Pride have been top of the table for a while now and just lost their last matchup to the Houston Dash. So that was a, a pretty heavily billed game, one that got a lot of uh, media attention. And Houston came to play and took down the Pride, who have been crushing it recently, to be honest, um, scoring a lot of goals. Sydney LaRue is kind of having like the season of her life. I, I haven't looked at all the way back at all her stats, but she's just pouring in goals. Um, the Pride, we have North Carolina Courage, who are always up there. When we talk about dynasties, we talked earlier a couple episodes ago about just how good they've been. They're in second. The Portland Thorns, winners of the Challenge Cup, are in third. And Gotham FC is in fifth right now. They were runners-up in the Challenge Cup. There's a lot more parity 
I always say it wrong. It's parody, parody. right? It means more, more, even. more even. There's mm-hmm. a lot more parody in the NWSL these days. And I think that's a good thing. I think that just brings more viewers to the sport and fans of each of these teams know they have a real shot of actually winning the title. I, I wonder if you agree slash disagree, fellas. Yeah, absolutely agree. And I do think we should mention that that huge win from uh, the Houston Dash over Orlando really puts them in the running for that sixth place spot, which actually gets you into a playoff for the uh, championship at the end of the season. So, uh, you know, they're tied at 10 points apiece with Racing Louisville, uh, who's in the sixth spot. So we got a, a really nice matchup there, a little battle between, uh, you know, who gets into that playoffs and who doesn't. So love to see that. Our Chicago Red Stars have been struggling. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They are sitting in eighth right now hmm. out of 10 spots, and they've just struggled to score. Not only that, but they've given up a ton of goals. So I guess it's on both sides of the ball. When you're scoring five goals and giving up 13 in eight games, you're you're just not going to get points from these games. Yeah. So they they've had a tough go of it this year. I think they should. I I will submit. I think they should get extra. I think there should be, um, you know, like a handicap or something given to teams with with cooler jerseys. Um, and Chicago Red Stars have some dope jerseys, so just a little bit of extra bump wouldn't hurt. So That's the all. the opposite of a handicap, like if you an have anti-cap. a cool jersey, you should get an anti cap. Um, some style points, I guess. Well, Lynn Williams on uh, North Carolina Courage is leading the league with five goals. Sydney LaRue and Alex Morgan both have four for the Orlando Pride. And that's why it's such a devastating attack when players of their caliber are combining for the Pride up top. And that's what's kept them on top so far. Not even to mention Marta, who is tied for the league lead in assists with three assists. Mm. So just a bunch of legends on Orlando. It is going to be tough for anyone to usurp them. Um, but I, I love seeing racing Louisville middle of the pack. I see you mentioned that Houston's fighting them for that sixth spot. So they are one of those newer teams who, even though they have, you know, a, a negative goal difference, they found a way to grind out points. They're three, one and three, and they're definitely faring better than Kansas city and the OL Ray and some of those other newer teams to the league. So I would love to see racing Louisville who happen to have amazing jerseys and would get an handicap if that was a thing, an handicap, <laughs> an handicap. I would love to see them uh, finish in one of those playoff spots and and have that be exciting for their new fan base. I like that. New fans in the playoffs. They're going to bring the energy. Yeah, I'd love to shout out the Woso Woso podcast really quickly because they, for Fofs who remember the episode with the Women's Champions League final between Chelsea and Barcelona, the Woso team – decisively picked Barcelona to upset Chelsea, you know, upset Chelsea as Chelsea were sort of the favorites from the media and was exactly spot on with that. And I see in the table right now with NWSL, Kansas City is dead last, zero wins. And they, the Woso team had no hype, no love for Kansas City and they're not really showing out. So they've been, they've been spot on with their predictions. They know how to pick them. They pick greats and they, they pick flops as sad as it is. So they'll, they'll say it how it is. Mm-hmm. And we might be chatting with them for some Olympics type banner with the U S women's national team, obviously a lot of other teams out there, but the U S women's national team are coming prepared to destroy mm-hmm. with somewhat of a new look squad, some older veterans, but we'll get into that when the Olympics get a bit closer. 
and we can focus on that. Let's move over to the MLS. I see you caught a little bit of uh, MNUFC's game last night, huh? I sure did. I meant to catch a bit more of it, but I was happy to watch the entire second half. It was, it was a good game. It was a battle. Both teams played, played hard as you would expect. They, I think they are, uh, both. I think they're both rivals uh, of each other, not geographically, but for some reason it does seem like when we play them, there's like extra chip on our shoulder. There's something like that. I think. It has to do with some playoff battles going on. Uh, but it was a great game. We scored in the second minute, which was the fastest goal in MNUFC history. And from there on, we we had a lot of chances. Their goalie, Clark, had three or two or three unreal saves. Honestly, I think this game should have been four to three, Minnesota winning. Uh, but a 1-0 thriller is... You know, it's good enough for me. The three points are huge. We move into fifth place. We pass Portland. Uh, that's big. The only downside I thought to this game and the person I was watching with was they added nine extra minutes in the second half stoppage time, which was unheard of for no reason. It was, it, it really was a shame. Uh, I thought the, whoever came up with that time was clearly wrong, mistaken. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, good for MNUFC. It's amazing they've jumped into fifth because literally two or three episodes ago, they were second from last and we were lamenting our teams together. And now it's just Jones and I talking about the Chicago Fire alone. Alone at the very, very bottom. Oh, are they are they worse in the league? Like, in, the, in the league with yeah. five points? Uh, yes. <laughs> so both conferences all the way at the bottom. <sighs> we caught some of their game against... Hmm. Who was it? A couple games ago. Tried to put it out of my mind. It was a tough one. It was uh, against Cincinnati. Against Cincinnati. Yeah, that was brutal. And Cincinnati was also pretty far down on the table. Yeah. Just beat them 1-0. Yeah. Chicago can score. And then on the other hand, they put in a bunch of goals against Philly, which, hey, you got to take little wins. You got to take your team showing signs of life. And putting up three goals against Philly is pretty solid. Philly has a pretty good defensive mm-hmm. track record. Mm-hmm. However, they let up three goals to Philly, and it ended in a 3-3 tie. So a point is a point is a point, mm-hmm. but yeah, they yeah. still sit bottom of the table. Uh, there was a sick goal from like a 17-year-old um, on Philadelphia. So I think I, I, like if we're talking style points, anti-caps and stuff, I think Philadelphia may have won that game by like 0.5, but that's... So you don't even want to give the fire the one point they've. they've I think the fire. The I need the fire. Need to own. They need to. They need to earn their their keep here. Um, there should be. I, I. I hope we get first. First pick in the draft, mm. right? Like if you're this bot, like and like super draft. Right. They need a super draft pick. Is yes. what they need. Yes. To give themselves a shot. Yeah, my favorite story of the season so far, because it's not the fire, unfortunately, is Chicharito. 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 Thank you. Is Chicharito leading the league in goals people wrote him off they said he's too old we know he's he was good in the past but he's a he's a changed player now he has 10 goals leading the league so far it's just great to see mm-hmm. there's a lot of chatter on the twitter sphere um from el tri fans that is mexico fans who keep hyping him up and then adding tito tato t- tato martinez tato martinez thank you tito <laughs> i'll give him all the other names um Zabaka. any <laughs> The t- yeah, it's weird. They keep hitting up the Tito vodka brand. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> and so Tito's is getting a lot of criticism. Um, but just saying, yeah, like, you know, sending him eye emojis. Check out this guy. He's great. 
put him on our team. <laughs> and the Revs on top of the Eastern Conference, mainly led by their main man, Gil, out of the midfield, who has 10 assists right now and mm-hmm. is leading the league by doubling the second and third place assist leader. So they both have five, Neto on the Red Bulls and Mior on Seattle. But he's sitting there with 10 assists, and I've heard him getting some MVP shouts, as well as their keeper, Turner, who has just been great so far, and people knew he was going to be good, but they've just found a way to win games. Like Their goal difference isn't even that incredible, but they've won seven out of their 10 games, and they sit on top of the Eastern Conference with 23 points. So props to them. Props to Orlando City, where apparently Nani, I was reading on message boards, like, Orlando City fans just love how passionate he is Mm -hmm. for Orlando City. Yeah. And with some of these designated players, these high-profile stars that come over to the MLS that have had success elsewhere, like Nani, you don't always get that. Yeah. Because it's like, how are you going to get that passionate for this, you know, American club when you've done everything, you've won everything there is to win? But apparently he fires up the team and is a great leader. Mm -hmm. And I think that's rubbing off on the team. And now they're sitting in second place. Makes a big difference when you're when your DP, your designated player, actually shows up. I remember when the fire had Cuatemo Blanco, and he came and he was a revelation and helped lead us to a couple of playoff runs. Um, uh, you, I think there's like you look at Inter Miami where you have someone like Iguain who's been quoted as saying, you know, he thought he was coming to a, a team and a league that would be relatively, you know, easy. And he's found that it's way more difficult than he was anticipating. He has to work that much harder. And in turn, you know, you're not seeing great results from from him and uh, Inter Miami. So good for Nani. Doesn't that get you kind of fired up, I see, hearing a player say that? They thought they were just going to come over here and it's just going to be a stroll in the park. And then, and then they get pummeled. To the yeah, ground. no, it's great. It also, on the Nani uh, story as well, it's cool all, you know, to think that there are young American kids out there who are experiencing Nani only as an MLS player and experiencing that he's just a really great player who used to play internationally. They don't know, remember that time and he's now crushing it at Orlando. So it's cool. I think it's like a second, it's another great chapter in Nani's career that he's, he's writing very well. And it's very, it's, it's good. It's a nice ending to his career. You know, hopefully not anytime soon, obviously, but it, I think it's really it's really cool and really good. I personally didn't appreciate his talent. I don't think when he was in Europe and playing for United, Jonesy was he playing for United? United yeah. Sporting Lisbon. I mean, he was very good. Y'all, we all know knew of Nani, but he, you know he is world class. And yes, I remember his goal that knocked MNUFC out of the um, COVID tournament. MLS uh, is back. MLS back is again. back. MLS is back, baby. He had a nasty goal against us. And I was like, yeah, this guy's still got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, he's got it. So maybe this season's just a win. If him and Chicharito are like two best players in the league, not best, best players, but like they're up there, maybe this season's just a win for the old dudes. You know, the, the has-beens, the, the people that have been written off that are stars and have had incredible careers. But if they keep it up, he, Nani had a banger goal curler the other night and a great assist. So mm-hmm. against Inter-Miami, in-state rivalry game, that was huge. And then in the Western Conference, Seattle, there's not even much to talk about. They're just so darn good. They're undefeated. Last team, it's undefeated. Seven wins, four draws. They're not so far ahead of Sporting KC or the LA Galaxy who have a game in hand, but 
they're just so good. They're going to be the favorites unless something wacky happens. They'll be the favorites heading into the playoffs. I think as long as Rui Diaz is healthy, they are so dangerous. And, you know, they have a lot of attacking talent behind him, but he's so good. And if he stays healthy, they're going to they're going to probably win. Seattle Sounders are very, uh, they're very Patriot-esque, I feel like. They're just kind of this oh, yeah. non-stop machine that's been kind of like them in Toronto in the past. I guess Toronto's now fallen off a bridge, but they, um, they've they been pretty pretty steadily at the top the past few years. Their Belichick is Brian Schmetzer, mm-hmm. their coach, who's won a couple of MLS Cups. And I remember when we chatted with Harry Ship a while back, even he just talked about like the consistency of the team. And yes, you're a role player and you you play your role well, but it's very much like a do your job type environment like the Pets. Yep. Makes sense. Which is kind of interesting. Professionals. And the one piece of news too coming out of the MLS this past week was Cade Clark getting uh, signed or transferred to RB Leipzig hmm. from the New York Red Bulls. Do we know? Do they have, they have a connection between those teams or no? Red Bull, Leipzig, New York Red Bulls. Uh, I think so. Probably. I would assume. Some yeah. Some sort of pipeline. Owned by the, yeah. Owned by the energy drink yeah. brand. Like literally, yeah. That's probably what it is. Because that's where, that's how Jesse Marsh also was coaching, right? At RB Leipzig. Um, so I imagine, yeah. That's no coincidence there. Right when they see a player take a sip of that fresh, <laughs> fresh energy drink. They mm-hmm. just ink them to a contract on the spot. Yep. Pro- Propel Miami is coming, coming out <laughs> soon though. Look out. Yeah, what would be another good energy drink right. name? Mon- Min- Minnesota Monsters. There we or, go. Uh, well, there's yeah. the Carabao Cup, so can't forget about that legendary <laughs> tournament. <laughs> the Cleveland Carabaos. Uh, the the Reno 5-Hour Energy Drink <laughs> Slammers. <laughs> that sounds like, an, like a championship indoor kickball team. <laughs> indoor kickball as opposed to out, like completely different game. Totally different totally game. Totally different well, game. Well, that's, we get, that's like a full conversation for a full pod. Right. Because I mean, just the way you're going to approach your, your shot. I mean, like you're not kicking it because there's no wind. The aerodynamics. So right. It changes everything. Completely different. Especially after you pound one of those five hour energies, you're like jumping off the walls. Literally, right. you're right. running off the walls and you can't do that if right. you're outside. Is four loco, does that count as an energy drink or no? Yeah, I, would, I was thinking of, you know, I think the Racing Louisville is changing their name next season to the uh, Four Loco Louisville Racers FC. So mm. <laughs> the Four Loco Louisville Racers. See, now that, not to critique both of your guys' names, they're right. good names. Right. But the other one sounded like an indoor, kick, indoor kickball team, okay. which I can't even say. How about this one? And this one sounds like a, uh, you know, one of those miniature car racing teams where you mm. go to the local establishment. Mm-hmm. And you put your car on that little track, yeah. And it's connected to a remote control, right? Are you, are you seeing what I'm saying here? No, I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. Okay. And then you just push the gun and you right. just let off the brake when right. your car is. I used to do that. You've never been to a MLS game before, have you? No. <laughs> so they have their box cars, yes, and they're set up um, right when you walk in. Right when you walk in, you have to bring your box car. You set it on the track, okay. And you let it go. Um, so you're you're describing a standard MLS game. Mm. Standard. That's like your ticket, your entryway, bring your little car, put it down. So that's why I see team name makes a ton of sense. That's a fire name, by the way, too. Yeah, they, they're really thrilled about the new name and the new name change coming up. Just absolutely just so excited. Beyond belief. Like really pumped. <laughs> well, we've been kind of pumped about Euro 2020, and that's the last place we're going to go today on this, this soccer journey. Keeping it short, hitting all the main leagues, main storylines. 
what up huh what up euro 2020 how you doing you up yeah you up though you up euro i was worried during the italy game it wasn't up for a sec yeah because that whole tornado thing we chatted about right back in the beginning right but some good uh some good round of 16 games so far a couple of upsets as well yeah yeah the uh a couple red cards too i suppose is that would we say that that's been the story thus far if there's a common thread is it the the red cards telling the story or would you guys say there's something else i feel like it's been a little cagey i feel like the games haven't been as open flowy as they, they could have been yeah they i agree jones it's it seems a bit more uh i don't know measured in their play players aren't i feel like there aren't a lot of risks being taken um Czech republic with the big upset i think the red card had a big big say in in that outcome um but kudos to them doesn't doesn't take anything away from what they did um yeah i think like you said jones you know the denmark scored they scored four goals against wales that's nice to see some goal you know a bunch of goals being scored but i think yeah the other games it, it takes a bit it takes a bit for a goal to come and it's nice when it does but i want a bit more there's um there's and i was thinking to myself it was a couple of factors was either one the heat just being in the middle of summer are we actually starting to see that fatigue? And I realized when we talked about what makes Euro so exciting or the World Cup or any of these things, it's the summer weather. I realized that when we watch league play, it's usually like very tail end of the summer into the fall. And so you see the kind of change in the crowds. But here you see them like you see the baking heat, you see how they're playing. And and that that gives just a whole different vibe to how you're the game you're viewing and how the fans are there and what kind of mood they're in and all that stuff. So that was some color commentary. But I think the heat, I wonder if that kind of wears them down. I thought the Belgium-Portugal game, they're playing in Seville. It was super hot. It seemed like they were just, it was a little stagnant from time to time. And the ground, I don't feel like the ball is skipping. I don't see the skim that you usually see in the water flying up. It seems like it's kind of rolling and dragging. They're not as fast as play. So I don't know if that's also a factor in some of these KGR scores. I will also admit I forgot that Denmark had put four up on Wales before the red card. So I... I take that back. That one, that one definitely slammer jammed them. That one, the heat just added to the frustration for Wales, and mm-hmm. someone got a little hot headed. Oh, if you will, I have a, I have a riddle for you two and the Fofs. What is the main connection between Portugal and Wales? Think, think player wise. Main connection between Portugal and Wales. Oh, um, that there's only one player. Uh, on Wales, who plays? No, 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 I'm thinking of a different. No, it's pretty surface level, player level, star of both team connection related. Oh, oh wait, no, I uh, no. <laughs> Bale and Ronaldo. Couple of ex Real Madrid players mm. getting knocked out, being pretty salty about it. Mm. That's it. That's the answer. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good riddle. That's a good one. That's okay. very good. Thank Thanks, you for man. that. Thank you, sir. We haven't we haven't chatted uh, about Euro since last weekend, and we didn't fully know the round of 16 matchups. Who do you think got the best draw? Who do you think got the toughest draw now that we're looking at the, the bracket and know what we do now? Uh, let's see. Well, Netherlands did have, what I would argue, the, the easiest route, eh? Theoretically. Yeah. And then they, they botched that pretty bad if we were to talk about a particular game that a, a team just you know kind of lucked out on the draw i think switzerland is a solid team but i think france versus switzerland is 
very lopsided, and I think that that may have been the the most lopsided of the knockout games, in my opinion. We'll see. I mean, they play tomorrow, I believe. So, you know, I might be eating my words tomorrow, but I think France will handle Switzerland handedly. It's a good take. That, yeah, the, the top left side of the bracket, depending on which format you're viewing it in, but the, the quadrant with Belgium, Portugal, Italy, and Austria is probably the toughest if you're looking at three three out of four teams being world-class teams. Same thing with the bottom left-hand side of the bracket, France, Spain, Croatia on their days. Spain and Croatia can be considered top teams. That's that's all on the same side of the bracket as well. So whoever has made it to the finals from that side has definitively had the harder route, I think, than the right side of the bracket. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Yeah. I really like, we were talking during the live stream today, I really like Sweden. I think Ukraine has not been too hot. I think mm-hmm. Sweden has been very solid, and people without Ibrahimovic can't see them as a real contender. But Forsberg's been amazing, and defensively they've held their own, and I think they will take down Ukraine and then give either England or Germany a real fight. But obviously England and Germany, whoever wins that game, is the favorites to make the finals for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like I, it, I I would submit that that Germany, just based on form, coming out of their group and having the just the having to battle their way out is a little more prepared for a bigger game and, and therefore I would I don't know what the odds are but I would I would favor Germany there however for my bracket I picked England England a, is the slight favorite they wise. are okay yeah. um, I I would you know not an odds maker but I would have given Germany I just feel uh, and not based on stats based on good old baseball just sitting watching looking hey their swing okay they got a good swing. They got they got good bounce. They get good good. You hear hear it. Good good bounce off their kick, right? So you're saying that's a value play, Germany. I'm, you would have favored them, yes. And they are not favored, right? Mm. There we go. I'm mm. learning learning betting here. One, so I would have put all all of the public uh, pension funds on that. That's how it's done. Yeah. One thing I would in comparing England and Germany and why I feel the same way as you, Jones. I think I'm giving Germany the edge, even though England may, you know. The sport, the Vegas odds may have them winning. I we've seen Germany's, we've seen Germany's high high. You know they're they're when they played Portugal, they were playing very well, and we saw them at their low against Hungary. They did not play well. They they tied two to two to Hungary. You know, a team that they've historically struggled against. But we've seen them play really well. We've seen them play really bad. England. We have really, in my opinion, only seen them play bad. Maybe in the middle. Meh. They have not had a breakout game. And therefore, I think Germany is more well-positioned to, to do well and win. Yeah, I fully support that. And, I, and I've, I don't think I've really ever seen England come out fully out of their shell ever. I feel like they've only ever been just like pretty solid to, to, to decent in just life in general they don't they never really hit their gears fully i guess last world cup they did a little bit um i'd also like to take this moment to shout out um uh it's called the hashtag haters okay these are people on instagram who started to pop up a little bit more and i love it i'm here for it hating on some of our predictions i'm all about it bring me give me give me the give me the the energy i'm here i'm here for it give me the four loco louisville racer slammer energy thank you i don't want to have to say it but the five hour energy slammers will come back and slam you. Um, uh, 
um, they were hating on Italy. I think we were picking Italy to go make a little bit of run here, especially over Belgium. Um, and um, I'm still standing by it. Italy, Italy is a tough team to break down. Um, their game against Austria is a little, a little bit of a struggle bus, but they came out on top. They did the dirty work. Um, I think they're they'll match up well with uh, with uh, with Belgium. Um, still going to be an exciting game though. You get one more take. This is our final two creatively named because we each get two final takes before we end the pod. You have one more take left on your take balance. Uh, my other take is that this is still France's tournament to lose. Um, they're, they're just OP. Um, if they, if they don't win at all, it's because they, they lost the game. They weren't beaten. Thank you, Jones, for those two takes. Uh, first take Croatia will beat Spain. I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, is it unfounded confidence? Maybe. I just <laughs> I just feel it in my gut that they're going to win. Spain, uh, I feel like, has underperformed with the talent that they have. Second take, Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba. MVP of the tournament uh, so far, and I think he will finish MVP of the tournament. It's actually fitting that you said his name two different ways, because is he two different players for France Woo! and for wow. domestic football? Woo! Was that actually a meta point you were making right there? Woo! Yes, it was. Sure was. <laughs> My two takes, one of them was going to be France. Even with other teams into the round of eight already, the team I'm most confident in making the semifinals, four teams left, is France. They're going to demolish Switzerland, and I'm very confident they will beat either Spain or, or uh, Croatia. So France, I'm most confident to make the final four for all you Americans out there, even though there are some teams already in the round of eight. My other take, I think it will be Sweden, Denmark. Wow. In the semifinals of the right-hand side of the bracket. How confident am I in that? 11 out of 10. Don't ask me why. It's just something in my gut. You know, you guys get that, right? Totally. Totally. Just a gut feeling. Yeah. Just like I'm I'm out of here swinging. You know, it's something like you just see the pitch better that day. Yeah. You know, it's got a little bit of a curve on it. You're just reading it real well. Right. Looks like a splitter. Right. Looks like a splitter or a dipper. Okay. You ask him to check the mound. Right. Say, hey, I think he's got a sticky substance on him. Right. And you realize it's legalized. It's legalized. Right. Because it's actually marijuana. Right. That the pitcher has on him. Some of that sticky icky. Some of that sticky. But it's legal. Right. So you retreat back to your batter's box because you went to check, even though that's not how it's done. You're the player. You went to check. Right. You take strike two. Okay. You're down 0-2 in the count. Okay. Then he throws one over your head because you went to check for the sticky substance. Uh-huh. So yeah. now it's one and two. Right. Next pitch, slam right. it out of the park because you right. read the curveball. Nice. That's how confident I am in Sweden Denmark being the right hand side of the bracket semifinals. That was elaborate. Was it though, or was it necessary? Intuitive, intuitive, one hundred percent. I mean, intuitive. you could have dropped at any point there, and IC and I would have finished that off. We always pick up what you're putting down, Eli. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I'm I'm putting down a. Denmark, uh, Sweden, France finals, a Nordic fi- uh, semifinal. That's why I'm so excited about that prospect because I think the Nordic part of the world would just go crazy. Yes. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, you're a you're a you're a blessing in mm-hmm. disguise. Mm-hmm. Unpack that one, huh? You're a blessing, but you're in disguise. And we're going to talk more about that next week. We also have an exciting interview coming up, so stick around. We appreciate you. Thank you all, and have a good week. I love you. Have a good week.
Uh, no, but the Minnesota Fair would be elevated by magnitudes if you could pull up on your boat to the fair. That would be a game changer. No, it's landlocked. We're a landlocked location. University of Minnesota Fairgrounds, baby. 